And I decided, you know what, let me put my vision to life. Let me own my own thing and bring people together who are innovative and knowledgeable about this space, young people who I know would help make a difference. And that's really what got us going. Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Led You Here, a podcast where leaders share their journey and what they think it takes to succeed in an increasingly complex and fast-changing world. I'm Steve Vamos, the CEO of Zero, and I'm your host. I've spent the last 40 years in the tech industry, and I've learned that the success or failure of any business is greatly dependent on the leader's ability to manage change and overcome the biggest barriers to change, and that is fear and doubt. And in this podcast, I talk to CEOs, founders, and entrepreneurs who have embraced change, overcome fear, made huge sacrifices, demonstrated true belief in their ideas, and importantly, instilled those beliefs in others. Others like their customers, their investors, their partners, and very importantly, their team members. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by Rashida Gale, founder and CEO of 26 Entertainment, which is a talent marketing and management agency based in Atlanta, Georgia. Rashida has secured some of her clients who are NFL or National Football League and MLS Major League Soccer players, multi-million dollar deals with companies like Pepsi, Reebok and Marriott. She's been recognized in the 2021 Forbes 30 Under 30 and the 2021 Atlanta 500. Rashida, congratulations on what you have achieved. All before you hit 30 and it's great to welcome you here today. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of the podcast. It's great to have you. And I thought maybe a great place to start is just to tell our audience a little bit about 26 Entertainment. You know, what is it that you do and how sports marketing and talent management lines up, especially for those of us who might be thinking about the movie and the character Jerry Maguire, played by Tom Cruise, of course. So just give us a little bit of insight to what you do and and how it fits. Well, my everyday is running the company, (laughs) first and foremost. Essentially, we comprise of agents that oversee talent portfolios. We negotiate and secure opportunities for our clients. We also work with brands. So I know in the intro, you mentioned our involvement in sports, but we've also branched out into the influencer space and brand space as well, doing brand consulting and overseeing their marketing campaigns. Uh, So A lot going on within 26, but essentially we are a marketing agency and a media agency that handles talent procurement, brand consulting and content creation. So in that context, who are you dealing with mainly day to day? I deal with my agents mainly day to day. There are some times where I have to deal with a client, but for the most part, I'm strategizing, I'm running operations and securing new opportunities for the company in general. In terms of what has driven you to do what you've been doing, I understand that you've you know been uh, very much inspired by Oprah Winfrey and also people in the medical profession, people who really have a purpose to help others. How has that played out for you in in the way you apply that in the work you do and the approach you've taken to your career? Well, I want to start with my first inspiration, which was my mother. She was is still a phenomenal woman and was such a dominant figure in her career. And that inspired me every day. There was nothing she could not do. I also love looking at inspirational figures around me who are the pioneers for people like me, especially people of color, to be successful within their respective industry. 
someone like Oprah, who was the first black billionaire, women billionaire, people like LeBron James, who have transformed being an athlete to being an entrepreneur. There's so many people, Barack Obama, who was the first black president within the U.S. So I love to look at people around me who have done wonderful work for themselves, for the community. And I use that to motivate me each and every day and get me through fear and doubt or whatever crosses my way. You know, your story is really impressive when you you think about how you started 26 Entertainment in the midst of COVID. That would have taken a lot of courage. Do you want to talk a little bit about that journey and what inspired you to take the plans to set up your own business at that time? Absolutely. So What's interesting, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the firm I was with, I wanted to leave there and the industry was changing really fast. And I saw the changes and I wanted to implement some strategies that would allow us to catch up and be dominant playmakers. And they were just very traditional. And so I started looking at other opportunities. I was taking interviews and then boom, the NBA canceled the season. And in the U.S., When the NBA canceled the season, it was mid-March, I believe it was March 15th, we knew it was real. We knew the pandemic was here and it was active. The sports is such a huge part of our everyday lives. And for the NBA to cancel their games, everyone was like, okay, no, this is a real thing. So my company let go the entire talent marketing staff. Fortunately for me, I had a roster of high profile clients. And so just negotiated with them to be able to keep all of my clients. And in the interim, decided to house them in what is now 26 Entertainment. So backing up on that story quickly, Forbes reached out to me in December of 2019 to do a story. And we did the interview and it kept getting pushed back. But once I formed 26 and I updated my LinkedIn, the interviewer reached out to me and we did another interview. And she published the story. It was a really good story. I was impressed. I was like, oh, wow, I I seem pretty cool. (laughs) So many people reached out. So many people believed in me. And just what I talked about within the article gave light to where the industry was going. And I decided, you know what? Let me put my vision to light. Let me own my own thing and bring people together who are innovative and knowledgeable about this space, young people who I know would help make a difference. And that's really what got us going under 26. The pandemic definitely brought its struggles, but it also brought opportunities because everything came to a halt. So we were able to operate completely virtually through Zoom and other platforms in order to get our business done. So it actually ended up working out. The theme that comes through a lot in what you say is this notion of belief, from the belief your mother had in you, the the source of inspiration of that, the belief that you, in a sense, gained by seeing others like you doing big, big things, and then the belief around 26 Entertainment and the journey there, really fundamentally important. I always say that, in a way, belief is the most important currency of any business because before money, there has to be belief. And your story really does reflect that very strongly and belief also as the source of overcoming fear and doubt. So as you're on the journey to establishing the business, you know, what were some of the challenges that you, know, you had to overcome? Bringing in the right people, creating the right team is a big challenge. You have to read people, you have to understand personalities and 
There are a lot of times where what you see in an interview does not translate to what you see on the job. So I think building the right team was definitely a struggle, especially during the pandemic where you didn't have the opportunity to meet people in person. Everything was conducted virtually. So I would definitely say that was one of the bigger struggles. And then also expanding into new industries, influencer marketing and brand consulting. There was a lot that we needed to learn. Nonetheless, we knew those spaces were thriving. And with the pandemic, everything was happening digitally. So we did our best to learn and grow within those spaces. And we're now doing really well and have picked up some clients. But I would say those two things stand out to me as struggles for our company once we started. Did you along the way make mistakes that ultimately became the source of finding the right way? That's so interesting you asked that. I don't know if I made a mistake necessarily. I definitely learned lessons. And that's the beauty of doing something wrong. You kind of figure out what you did wrong and how you can do it right. And there's nothing that sticks out to me where a mistake was made because we do everything with what we know during that time. And if we knew better, we would do better. So it's hard for me to go back and say, well, that was a mistake because I was doing all I needed to do with the knowledge that I had, but plenty of lessons that were learned and helped us grow and change course when we needed to. I really love what you've just said, because, you know, when you're doing something new and different, mistakes are learning. So the fact that you don't even look at them as mistakes, you just looked at the process of learning and evolving is really powerful. And I think a really important one, because in a sense, it's a reflection of being fearless or managing fear, because fear of making mistakes and get in the way of progress. Whereas if you realize that it's the learning process, it can be a lot easier. So a really good example of that in the way you articulate how you approached it. Given the space you're in, I'm really interested to explore your perspective on social media and what's happening in the world around social media, how it's shaping attitudes, how it is encouraging movements for change you know, obviously Black Lives Matter has had a massive influence in the United States, but also all around the world. And I can, can tell you that as someone sitting here in New Zealand, that we felt it and uh, a lot of countries, businesses, and people are really taking a breath to take a good look at themselves in the context of all of that. How do you see it? I mean, you know, I'm a lot older than you are, so I'm learning that my perspective on the world which uh, originated <laughs> around the time I was 30, has changed a lot. So as someone who's right there, right in the heart of it, how, how do you see that? And do you think it's all a good thing that's happening? And how do you see older people dealing with it? I'm Jamaican, so it's a bit different from where I'm from. Colorism plays more of a role, but I moved to the States when I was seven. And I've been very, very fortunate to not experience a lot of racism. I have experienced colorism in the United States, and that's a buildup from what I experienced in Jamaica. But I think that it's really good because it gets the conversation going. And it's heartbreaking every time you watch the news and you see a person of color die with no explanation. I think America still has a lot of wrongs to make do, and systematic racism is real in the States. If it's not racism, it's something else, <laughs> you know? I think as a human population, we struggle with grouping ourselves and treating each other differently and judging each other. And that is expounded when you include slavery and when you include poverty and just a lack of opportunities 
to individual groups. So I think that Black Lives Matter is an awesome push for treating people the same and taking lives seriously. All Lives Matter was something that was created to combat Black Lives Matter, but in all honesty, every life matters. And, you know, we're fighting for Black lives because it is more targeted than any other group in America. But truly, we have to look at each other as the same across the board. And I think that really will help us to get to where we need to be when it comes to equality. She has a lot, a lot in what she just said. I really appreciate it. Maybe stepping back a little bit then more to the environment that uh, business people are operating in and the way that they look at social media. And given the nature of, and the range of people you'd be working with, do you see significant generational differences in the approach? I mean, can you generalize around that and say that, you know, people of a certain age have a different perspective to younger people when it comes to engaging with social media and how you would consider using it in the business or whatever context is relevant? Social media has its good and its bad for sure. This generation, millennials, Gen Zs, and the new term Gen Alpha, I just learned that the other day. I think we, the group, because I'm a millennial, we are freer in expression and we are more open to dialogue about taboo subjects and things that our parents don't want to talk about. I think growing up, even in my household, the Jamaican household, there's certain things that you just didn't discuss. And that's changed drastically. At the same time, social media can be so toxic. And if you spend all day, every day on there, there's just no way you'll find happiness. I totally believe that. I think there's a balance. And one thing that I've realized about social media is someone says one thing and people run with it without the facts. And that's really, really dangerous. And I see everyone do it. It's not one person against another. So many people engage in that behavior. And I think it's so important to take a step back and always look at the bigger picture. So I think we as a nation struggle with what's put out on social media and believing and embracing this life that's a fantasy and not remembering reality not remembering the people around us, not remembering the true feelings, the true vibes, the true energy that's around us. But there's this good because you start to, the people initiate conversations that were never talked about. You know, there are videos and pictures and podcasts and words and voices that everyone across the world get to experience and see, and you're not locked into one view of life. So it definitely has its good and its bad. You know, I think just sort of turning the uh, attention of the discussion back to your business and, and how you're building it and evolving it. Building a business does take sacrifice, particularly for the founder leader. Has that been the case for you? Would you say you've had to make sacrifices to get to where you are? Well, every day I don't take a dollar out of my company as a sacrifice because I'm reinvesting that money into the company. And being that we're a startup, you read a bunch of books that tell you the first three years are really important to analyze your ability to scale and grow. And I just want to make sure that I put my company in the best position to do that. But every day I reinvest that money is my own personal sacrifice. And there are sacrifices that you don't even count, that you can't even see, that you make on a daily basis. Sacrifices to make sure that your employees are happy, to make sure that your business is thriving, 
And even putting the company at risk at times to execute on visions and strategies that you have implemented. So it's an everyday roller coaster, to say the least. But, you know, like we mentioned earlier, belief is a hell of a thing. And staying committed to the course, I think, is really what makes the sacrifice all worth it. In terms of, you know, that focus you have on sustainability and growth of your business is a good expression of being in the business and being on the business. And you've already made the point that you've got a really good focus on both. What's your approach then to managing the business from a financial and operations perspective? Well, I have two people within the company in executive roles that assist me with that. So we have a financial team, like I mentioned, that uses Zero Platform to help us manage and operate from a financial standpoint. But we also have a chief operating officer who handles and oversees all of the operations for the business. I have daily or three, four times a week phone calls with them to make sure that we're all on the same page. I think communication is so important, especially at this early stage, to make sure that everyone is on the same page and trust is built, right? It's so important to have trust when you're putting people in these high positions. So I make sure that I'm constantly communicating with my team, but in addition to that, empowering them. And that's really big for me, not only the individuals in those roles, but across the board, whether it's a high executive or it's an intern, I want to make sure that everyone feels empowered in their position. I really think that's the only way we'll be successful. I would think that a lot of the great comments you've just made uh, also then flow into the advice you would give people who are starting out to build their business, what would be your top two or three things you'd say, make sure you get these things in place, get them right? First thing is when building a team, make sure you listen to them and treat everyone with respect. Second thing is to build hell of a lot of confidence (laughs) because you're going to need it. And the third thing is to understand sacrifice and ups and downs and work on yourself because working on yourself will help you manage those situations. And it's so important to be even keeled and level-headed in such a high level position as a CEO, as a president, as a chairman, whatever that is, even if it's just a team of two, even if you're a co-founder, it's so important to be level-headed. It's so important to be able to assess the industry and the market and make good decisions. So I think working on yourself internally helps you build that foundation in order to be successful as an entrepreneur. Rashida, success uh, can mean different things to, to different people and also different things to people at different stages of their life. How far out do you look? And looking further out, have you got a way of articulating what success looks like for you or is for you? Well, to answer your first question, how far do I look out? It's a day by day thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it to the next day. Uh, I actually have a presentation on Wednesday and tonight I'm just like, we just got to finish the presentation. Like that's where I'm at. That's all I'm focused on. And then tomorrow brings its new challenges or situations or highs and lows, whatever the case is. So I don't really look too far out, but I definitely say to myself, gosh, when are we going to make it? (laughs) When am I going to stop working so hard? I definitely ask myself that and dream about what the future could look like. But typically I take it day by day. 
And to answer your second question about what success means to me, that's interesting that you asked me that because that's one of the interview questions that we use in our interviews to ask other individuals or potential employees, what does success mean to you? And I've never answered the question. I've never been on this side. I think success is a journey and there are different points in your life where you reach different levels of success, but it's never enough. As long as you have dreams and goals and aspirations, you're always going to be thriving for success. So I think it's a journey that one is on and you just hit these different levels. And yes, you met that success level, but then you go to another and another and another. And it's always evolving. It's continuous. And there's no real one point of I was successful and that's it. It's ongoing. I love that. And and I also love the expression, the journey is the reward which is uh, always a good one to keep in mind during the tough times because there is no place at the end of the road that uh, is as rewarding as that journey that you just described. And uh, certainly I relate very much to that. If I could add to that as well, it's so crazy because during the journey, you're like, this is hard. Okay, this is a lot. And it's really hard for you to see that growth and strength that you're developing during the journey. But then when you take a look back, you're like, oh, now it all makes sense. I'm connecting the dots and this is how this helped me and this is how that helped me. But when you're in it, I don't know who could say to you, yeah, I'm in it, but I understand like what the purpose of it for. No, we definitely have our hard days, our low days where we're like, this doesn't make any sense. But I think ultimately it builds a lot of strength and endurance. Yeah, no, look, I, I absolutely believe that the greatest accomplishment you can have in the business environment is to take an idea, a belief that you have of something you can do and turning that into something that becomes sustained and really helpful to others. And you are certainly doing that and proof of that uh, in what you're doing every day. So uh, absolutely awesome uh, to have the opportunity to talk to you. And just to sort of wind this up, I thought I might just ask you a few quick questions um, with a few quick answers just to get a little bit more insight into Rashida and the person that she is. So are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Right. Favorite color? My favorite color is a mix of pink and black. Black because it's just, it's so, it stands out. And then pink because, you know, I'm a girl. I'm a girly girl. So I like my pinks. Favorite music? A combination of classical music, hip hop, Afrobeats and reggae. Favorite sport? My favorite sport is basketball, no doubt. Favorite player? LeBron James all day. I reckon that's probably enough for today. It's been absolutely a privilege to have the opportunity to speak with you today and to get an insight to what you've achieved so far. You know, it's just uh, reflecting what you've accomplished and your insight into the world We are all very fortunate to have someone like you out there as a great example to others doing wonderful things. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time to spend with me. And Rashida, I just wish you all the very, very best um, for the future. I have absolute confidence you are going to continue to accomplish fantastic things, not just for your business, but for the way that you influence and inspire others around you. So thank you so much. Very kind words. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. And shout out to Zero, right? Couldn't have done it without Zero. So appreciate all uh, that you guys are doing. And I look forward to continue being a part of the Zero team. 